is a cold silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a code of silence and it can't go on. I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 10th of December 2008. I always suggest that newcomers look into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. And on the website, you'll find hundreds and hundreds of hours of talks I've given in the past, which cover a vast array of history. And I go into the, the system in which we live, the one that's behind the scenes, the ones behind the media projections behind the indoctrinations you get at school. And I show you that people actually plan the future for us all to live in. And just as we're living in the present times of planned change, the changes were planned a long time ago, before we were even born. This is an agenda we live through, an agenda by big foundations which front for very wealthy people wealthy old, old families of Europe primarily and the United States and Canada. And they run the world, Soviet style, through funding non-governmental organizations. These same foundations came up with the public-private enterprises, which again is a form of the amalgamation of the Soviet system and capitalism the type that Lenin talked about would happen around this era too. He was right on with it. He said towards the end of the millennium, he said, he says, communism shall fade away because it will merge with the West and out of it will come a new system. And this is the real meaning of socialism. You have a dominant minority of elitists on top, very wealthy, running those beneath them with massive bureaucracies and authoritarian type systems running all the masses beneath them in a communistic fashion. That's the world in which we live. Also look into Alan Watt Sentinel.eu where you can get or you can download transcripts of the talks I've given and they're written in the various languages of Europe. You have to understand the history to make sense of what's happening today. Otherwise, you'll, you'll never, ever break through the matrix, as I call it. You'll never break through if you don't understand the histories behind this. And history is something they always bury. And every generation, they rewrite it. And when they rewrite it, a whole chunk of it is chopped off, never to be recovered by the general public. And I advise people to look in to old bookstores, even junk stores. I've found some real really good books, real treasures, old ones, in junk stores going for a dollar or so. And without this information, you won't make sense of the big events that are happening in your lifetime. You'll put it down to left wing, right wing, and so on. And that's the dialectic process you get stuck in. You also cannot go after the multitude of books put out there to make you blame this group or that group 
or some other group, the favorite groups, the handful of favorite groups. Because those who publish those books are well-funded to do so as well. They keep everyone fighting everyone else. That's the technique, divide and conquer. When you're all divided, a master must come along and rule you. And that's what government does. They say, see, you can't get along. We need more laws, and they put them on the books. That's a technique of control. It's a scientific technique, the kind that Bertrand Russell and others of his own ilk talked about introducing. And I'm going to go into some of this that's been happening to do with children from, uh, from last night's talk. I'm going to continue it and go deeper after the following break. Last night I talked about something called CAF, CAF, and it, the title of an article I read from the dailymail.co.uk by Aline, or Aileen Fairweather was, Have you, has your child been CAFed? You see. It goes into, it's called the Common Assessment Framework, and this came out from the European Union, and, and as a matter of fact, idea. It's used all throughout Europe eventually, but in Britain they've reinterpreted it apparently to give these social workers and cops and everyone else that has government approval and authority the right to go and interrogate children, very, very young children, and ask intimate questions about their sexual preferences and their sexual life and what's their family like at home and, and are their parents basically politically correct other parents do have any prejudices and stuff like this and I never read the whole article I stopped when I, I likened the woman who got the job to Ewan Cameron who was the guy, the pervert who was, was basically promoted up to the United Nations to be in charge of you know, mental health for children worldwide you better understand what we're up against here, this is a big Big organization, very, very old. I'm not talking about just the United Nations. I'm talking about the mentality and the organization behind it all and where they want to go. I went into John Dewey as well. I mentioned Lord Bertrand Russell, who had his experimental schools back in the 20s by royal commission. He was allowed to do things in that school where people would have been going down deep crevasses otherwise in the local communities as that had been happening and he was encouraging the children to have pre-pubertal sex the idea being that if you overstimulate and really stimulate children before puberty they become hypersexualized and they will be so promiscuous they will never bond with one person that's the whole intent behind it and that's been pretty well done, actually. It's, it's all there. That's why the media has been used. You know, the Hollywood systems, the television entertainment industry, and so on, has been put out there to promote it all. But it's much deeper than that, too. Because I'm going to read something more of this article from that, that article I wrote yesterday from the Daily Mail. The author goes on to talk about it says, it says, incredibly parental consent is not often required for this intrusion into children's lives. 
youngsters from the age of 12 are deemed mature enough to agree to being caffed, whatever their parents' objections, but campaigners stress that families should teach their children to say no. Submitting to CAF is currently at least voluntary, but it's going to be mandatory, you see. The government claims that the database will identify children at risk of poverty, abuse, or future, crim- future criminality. I went into that, too. They want to predict who's going to be a criminal. But since when did filling in endless forms release funds for frontline services rather than divert them? It says, by bizarre coincidence or not, this assault on treasured British notions. The reason I'm reading this, too, from Canada, throughout, through the U.S., to the world, is because, you see, this is a worldwide system. We are global. And this is to be used across the entire planet to make sure that everyone is brought up politically correct. You're adjusted and readjusted until you're politically correct, all through your childhood and through your adulthood. But this particular CEF system in Britain was launched, it says here, by Margaret Hodge, who was the Prime Minister Tony Blair's shocking choice as Britain's first children's minister. Why was she the the shocking choice? Her main qualification was being his pal and running Islington Council when, and she was in charge of Islington Council, when its 12 children's homes were awash with paedophiles and sympathizers of the left-wing paedophile information exchange. Look into what the paedophile information exchange is. Says this, this campaign for sex to be legalized with children from the age of four, four years old. Says one can only wonder how many pervy peeps within childcare today will relish being actively invited to ask children about their sexual behavior. Cath seem, seemingly views this as normal. Well, they would, wouldn't they? These kind of people, they're predators, you see. The sleeping arrangements at home and how they feel about changes to their body, this is what they ask the children. These are the kinds of people who are asking the children. This journalist goes on to say, I have been exposing child abuse scandals for nearly 20 years and believe that this new Stalinist bureaucracy will not save a single child. It's not intended to. Many of the paedophiles I exposed in Hodges' homes, this is the, the, the group Homes for Children, groomed children for eventual abuse through precisely such questions. This, this person knows her stuff here. This, this journalist who did the stories on, on the abuse that was happening in these particular homes while this woman was in charge of the council. She's... Many of the pedophiles I exposed in Hodges' homes groomed children for eventual abuse through precisely such questions. That's how they started off. The intimacy of personal sexual details. Hodge claimed that constant state monitoring of children was justified by the Victoria Climby scandal. That's what one incident that happened in Britain with a child. It adequates powers to protect genuinely endangered children already exist why then did the appalling mothers of Shannon Matthews and baby P retain their children? The problem was not lack of paperwork, but too many stupid, politically correct people reading it and feeling to act. CAF will not mean that the state now swoops on the demonic families and flea-infested homes with Rottweilers and broken-backed 
babies. No, just as with the government's fearless war on pensioner recycling louts, they will instead target and terrorize ordinary, decent families. Well, you see, that's the intention of it. It says what? She says why? One reason is simply to control people. This, this, is a, this journalist has got some gonads here. One reason is simply to control people. Many of today's new Labour MPs, such as Democratic types, uh, the one that claim they are, are ex-Marxist. I wouldn't say ex at all. And radical feminists, and that's very polite, who still believe that the family poses the greatest potential opposition to the strong state. That's it right on the nose. The family poses the greatest potential opposition to the strong state, exactly what Bertrand Russell and all the others of his ilk said a long time ago and reiterated many times throughout their lives. The government's decreed desirable outcomes for children are so frighteningly broad that many decent parents could find themselves labeled failures or abusers. Everyone involved with children, including volunteers and police on raids, is now expected to use the government's pre-assessment checklist to see if they are achieving these five outcomes. Now, very vague. You can, again, that's why they're put out there. They can stretch them to the limit, such as being healthy, staying safe, enjoying life, making a positive contribution, and achieving economic well-being. This is, this is what it's under, all, this, all these questionnaires, under, this, under these kind of topics. Even parents working desperately hard to feed their children and keep them safe could be classified as failing them. The questioner asks if children's parents are overprotective and whether work leaves them too tired to pay attention to their needs. CAF practitioners are also taught specifically to ask if parents promote a healthy lifestyle and oppose bullying and discrimination. An increasingly rigid state already rejects potentially loving foster and adopting carers who smoke or who have politically incorrect views because they're Christian. How long until natural parents are also found guilty of thought crime? Might Damien Green have been considered guilty of encouraging discrimination through challenging the government on immigration? The worst thing is that every child matters. Now, every child matters, that's Ken Capital's ECM, every child matters. That came out of the rights of the child. A very nice-sounding thing that came out from where else? The United Nations, once more. And, at the end, and everyone went along with it, thinking, well, yeah, children should have rights. What's wrong with that? We're decent people, aren't we? Until you find out once they've passed all these laws, the parents have no rights whatsoever. That was the intention of it. Everything is done through stealth and deception in this system. It says here, the worst thing that every child mattress has made real protection work harder. The highly effective child protection register was abolished in April and social workers are now drowning in paperwork about entirely innocent families. That's, the, that's what its purpose is. A suppressed University of York study found it took them a day, a whole day, to enter data electronically on just one child. So this goes on and on and on, but those who've had dealings with the children's aid and so on, and those who've worked in the system know the type of people they recruit as workers. It's well known. It's a paradise for certain types. 
But now they're not happy with that. They want to stretch out into the big wide world and take their pick off their victims. And that's what it's about from their points of view. From those above them who mandate all this, it is true, it's the death and destruction of the family unit once again. And it's all leading to, as I say, a tyranny that's never ever been experienced on earth before. We are to be monitored and checked constantly all through your life from birth to death for the state, the all-powerful state. What is Cathy, anyway, as I say, what is it? Where does it come from? You say it's from the European Union. And I'll mention, I'll talk about this when I come back from this break. Anyway, 
Here's another article here. It's from Inhofe Press Blog, and I'll put the link up at the end of the show. But I think it's from a government website. It's Inhofe, I-N-H-O-F-E, and it's E-P-W Press Blog. Very interesting, this, about the hot air debate that's going on right now and how we'll all get on our knees to save the planet and be taxed into the ground at a time when they've hit us as well with a global depression. This is from December the 10th, 2008, posted by Mark Morano. It says, UN blowback, more than 650 international scientists dissent over man-made global warming claims. It says, half of the warming is due to the sun, Sea levels fail to rise, warming fears in, is in the dustbin of history. Poznan, Poland, the UN Global Warming Conference currently underway in Poland is about to face a serious challenge from over 650 dissenting scientists from around the globe who are criticizing the climate claims made by the UN IPCC. That's the big panel that's supposed to be in charge of it all. And former Vice President Al Gore, Set for release this week, a newly updated U.S. Senate minority report features the dissenting voices of over 650 international scientists, many, currently, many current and former U.N. IPCC scientists, who have now turned against the United Nations. The report has added about 250 scientists and a growing in 2008 to the over 400 scientists who spoke out in 2007. Says here, uh, there's 12 times the number of UN scientists who authored the media hyped IPCC 2007 summary for policymakers. The US Senate report is the latest evidence of the growing groundswell of scientific opposition rising to challenge the UN and Gore. Scientific meetings are now being dominated by a growing number of skeptic scientists. The prestigious International Geological Congress, dubbed the geologist equivalent of the Olympic Games, was held in Norway in August 2008 and promptly featured the voices and views of scientists skeptical of man-made global warming fears. I've got full reports linking off of this too. You can see the whole lot of their statements and so on. But here's some of them below. And this is going to be read in the Senate in the next 24 hours. It says, uh, I'm a skeptic. Global warming has become a new religion. That's from Nobel Prize winner for physics, Ivor Giaver. Another one, since I am no longer affiliated with any organization nor receiving any funding, I can speak quite frankly, which means obviously when he was getting paid uh, and, and, uh, for, and working for this group, he couldn't say anything, right? Since I'm no longer affiliated with any organization nor receiving any funding, I can speak quite frankly. As a scientist, I remain skeptical. That's the atmospheric scientist, Dr. Joanne Simpson, the first woman in the world to receive a PhD in meteorology, and formerly of NASA, was authored more than 190 studies, have been called amongst the most preeminent scientists of the last 100 years. There's another one. Warming fears are the worst scientific scandal in the history. When people come to know what the truth is, they will feel deceived by science and scientists. That's by UNIPCC Japanese scientist Dr. Kiminori Ito, award-winning PhD environmental physicist, chemist. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. 
Simon and Watt back cutting through the matrix and reading some of the dissenters, the scientists who work, and some of them have, have worked in the past, others do still work with the International Panel on Climate Change at the United Nations. This big must be that's supposed to control all our lives because we're just killing the planet. We are the problem. Mankind is the problem, as the Club of Rome said. That would fit the bill, this big hot air balloon. He's another scientist here who says, the IPCC has actually become a closed circuit. It doesn't listen to others. It doesn't have open minds. I'm really amazed that the Nobel Peace Prize has been given on scientifically incorrect conclusions by people who are not geologists. That's from the Indian geologist Dr. Arundi Aluwalia at Punjab University and a board member of the United Nations supported International Year of the Planet. Here's another one. The models and forecasts of the UN IPCC are incorrect because they are only based on mathematical models and presented results at scenarios that do not include, for example, solar activity, as Victor Emmanuel Valesco Herrera, researcher at the Institute of Geophysics at the National Autonomous University of Mexico. There's another one. It's a blatant lie put forth in the media that makes it seem there is only a fringe of scientists who don't buy into anthropogenic global warming. U.S. government atmospheric scientist Stanley B. Goldenberg of the Hurricane Research Division of NOAA. There's another one. Even doubling or tripling the amount of carbon dioxide will virtually have little impact as water vapor and water condensed on particles as clouds dominate the worldwide scene and always will. See, they always have. That's by Jeffrey G. Duffy, professor in the Department of Chemical and Material Engineering of the University of Auckland, New Zealand. Here's another one. After reading the UNIPCC Chairman Pucharo's asinine comment, that's good, asinine comment comparing skeptics to flat earthers, it's hard to remain quiet. Climate statistician Dr. William M. Briggs who specializes in the statistics of forecast evolution, serves on the American Meteorological Society's Probability and Statistical Committee and is an associate editor of Monthly Weather Review. This next one says, how, how, for how many years must the planet cool before we begin to understand the planet is not warming? <laughs> for how many years must cooling go on? That's from geologist Dr. David Gee the chairman of the Science Committee of the 2008 International Geological Congress, who's authored 130-plus peer paper reviews and is currently at Uppsala University in Sweden. Here's another one. Gore prompted me to start delving into the science again. I quickly found myself solidly in the skeptic camp. Climate models can at best be useful for explaining climate changes after the fact, but not before, obviously. That's from meteorologist Hajo Smith of Holland, who reversed his belief in man-made warming to become a skeptic, is a former member of the Dutch UN IPCC committee. Many scientists are now searching for a way to back out quietly from promoting warming fears without having their professional careers ruined. That's by atmospheric physicist James A. Payden, formerly of the Space Research and Coordination Center in Pittsburgh. Creating an ideology pegged to carbon dioxide is a dangerous nonsense. The present alarm on climate change is an instrument of social control, a pretext for major businesses and political battle. It became an ideology which is concerning. 
That's from environmental scientist Professor Delgado Dominguez of Portugal, the founder of the Numerical Weather Forecast Group, and he has more than 150 published articles. Here's another one. CO2 emissions make absolutely no difference one way or another. Every scientist knows this, but it doesn't pay to say so. Global warming as a political vehicle keeps Europeans in the driver's seat and developing nations walking barefoot. Dr. Takeda Kunihiko, Vice-Chancellor of the Institute of Science and Technology Research at Chubu University in Japan. So, there you go. There's stacks and stacks of these particular comments to do with the farce of global warming. But as I say, you see, you're, you're, under, you're under what really is the combination of the fascist and Stalinist mentality, the combination that come together as they were designed to do. That's what came out at, with Norman Dawes at the Rees Commission. And it was in the 1950s, by, by the way, they found out from the Ford Carnegie and Rockefeller Institutes that their, their, their whole purpose was to so mold the West that it would, it would blend seamlessly with that of the Soviet Union. You see, it's all here, and the United Nations is the front group, this massive organization, United Nations, to bring it all into being. And they will have no dissent. Just like the Stalinist system was run, there will be no dissenters. No matter how illogical their dogma is, they'd rather kill you. And I mean that rather than give way, because everything has been banked. Everything, our whole way of living for the future, has been banked on this farce of global warming and climate change, that man is the enemy. That's what the Club of Rome said in the 1970s when they dreamed up the whole idea. And they have a huge stock market ready to go to do with carbon trading. They will take over from the old system since we're producing nothing these days. It's all done in China. There's too much hanging on this for them to back off. The Soviet system was incredible because anyone, a poet, a writer, a journalist, everyone who gave opinions or expressions to the public in any format whatsoever had to be vetted by committees to see if they were politically correct. And if they said anything at all in their works, it could be deemed a, a subterfuge to the system. They could be sent to Siberia, and their, and their works were suddenly drawn off the shelves, gathered up through the schools, burned, and off they went to the cold camps. That's what we're dealing with here. And just like the previous article I read to do with CAF, that's the mentalities that drive that kind of thing too. They are fanatics, utter fanatics, but the ones above them that fund them all, they're also a type of fanatic, but they're a kind of religious fanatic. They're really into the religions. Look at Rockefeller. Look at the funding he's given certain organizations like Theosophy. Look into Theosophy. And, and some of you will fall for it. It sounds so wonderful, it carries you away. It's designed to. If you only read the exoteric, which most people do. Interesting that 
that Blavatsky said in the 1800s that the purpose of theosophy was eventually to blend and bring together the religions of the East and West and mix them with spirit. Science and spirit would blend together. They're after your soul. The ghost in the machine, they're after you. That thing that makes you who you are and makes you tick. Because you are an enemy if you're an individual with a working brain to these people. And they have no toleration in them whatsoever. I love how they always say, you've got to tolerate everything. Because there's no right and wrong. You've got to tolerate everything. But here's the key. If you don't tolerate everything they tell you, their whole kit and caboodle, no, you can't have any exceptions. They're down you. They have no tolerance for you whatsoever. That is the Soviet system. That is tyranny. That is totalitarianism. That's what it is. Don't get confused. That's totalitarianism. I always remind people to read George Orwell's 1984, read it a few times, see the movie, especially the British version. You go through it pretty well. The whole system of double think. And when you're upgraded with new think, when they change their minds 180 degrees on some topic, you better adjust immediately. As though you'd always thought that. That's what they expect of us. And even then they won't be happy. They want you monitored 24 hours a day. Every individual on the planet. And who's backing them? Who's working for them? The biggest organizations in the planet are backing them. The biggest financial corporations, the biggest industrial corporations are backing them. Because in this world, you don't get up to the top as a big industry or corporation unless the big boys who already controlled the world system brought you up like Bill Gates. And that's why in the high Masonic tradition, you must become a philanthropist and put all the dough that came in. After all, they made you who you are and the worker is worthy of his wages. It means you must give kickbacks to the master big time. And look at where the money for Bill Gates goes. His philanthropy is on family planning, meaning abortions and so on, across the world. Because he works for his master, you see, as they all do. You'd be surprised how many big, real industries and organizations are out there that produce real things we buy. Are staffed with people from MI6 and the CIA who funded them into existence. Look into the ones who control the Verachip, for instance. Look at the ties they have, and then you'll start to clue in. Now we'll go to the phones now, and we've got Dave from California on the line. You're there, Dave. Uh, yeah, hi, Alan. Um, How are you? Fine. Um, I'd like to talk about uh, chemtrails. You're the... Uh Yep. The only one on the radio or any place else that really seems to understand the extent or the mm-hmm. seriousness of them. Yes. Uh, I'm here in Silicon Valley in, in, in May, approximately. Uh, after spraying for about 10 years, they increased dramatically the amount or, or the content of the spray. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
it started to affect my breathing, my eyes, visibly. Yeah. And uh, it's been constant, literally daily, since then. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've developed a, uh, a sensitivity towards some other chemicals, like pesticides and Yes. And particularly cleaning fluids that they use in, in hotel rooms. <laughs> yeah, what happens, you become sensitized. That's, that's standard in this medical, uh, with the medical problems, yeah. You become sensitized to them, yeah. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's, it's as a result of the overexposure to the chemtrails. Yes, and, and what's amazing too, now we have the scientists say, at least admitting that the global warming is a hoax and the seas aren't rising. And the big Armageddon uh, movie made by Al Gore uh, hasn't come to light. It's not, it's not to fruition. So now we've got to get the scientists talking about this other big thing that's going on that none of them want to talk about, and that's the spraying that's going on all over the place by, by some incredible air forces across the world. And, and, you know, the doctors know this too. They see the patients coming in. They've, they've seen that the bronchial problems over the last 10 years skyrocket. So have the pharmacists as well. And uh, no one wants to talk about this because, it's, again, it's a must-be agenda. But, but uh, it definitely is. It's no doubt. See, you cannot spray the atmosphere with chemicals, whether it's got barium in it, cadmium in it, aluminum oxide, and all the rest of it. All the solutions suggested by Teller in the 50s when he talked about using that uh, at the Pentagon, uh, he talked about using it uh, to create, um, use it with HARP in conjunction with HARP to control the weather, but also to control basically the minds of people. They can do that with a secondary signal. They're doing all of this, but they knew then that if they did it, uh, they'd be a good pop- size of the population. Maybe they're very young, the elderly, those with allergies, those with uh, asthma, they'd be the first to go down because they're more likely to end up with uh, constant irritation that leads to infection and then pneumonia. This has been happening for 10 years, and they all know about it, and they're keeping utterly quiet about it. Yeah, you, you don't hear any any truth about it any place. Even amongst the people on the uh, Internet that are aware of the spraying, they don't seem to understand the seriousness of it for some they, reason. They don't. They don't because it's one of these sort of vague things. You see it there, and you see, again, it's true what Brzezinski said. Unless the media tells them to think about it and worry about it, they will not do it, unfortunately. That's true. And you're seeing the effects of those around you. They can't fathom it. They don't have any data. The media won't talk about it, so they won't talk about it either. It's as simple as that with most people. But uh, I, they were spraying here before this last two storms I had, and I even told people there's going to be a storm because you can see them making the storm. And sure enough, in comes the incredible storm. A couple of years ago, I had yellow rain in the spring, and I took photographs. It's on my website. Um, it's just astonishing what's happening. And, and there was cadmium in it, by the way. Cadmium is highly carcinogenic. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, of course, they could have just about anything they want at any time in it. Yes, and I, and I always go back as well. I'm, I'm sure the effects of it also maybe have a tranquilizing effect on the people. And we do know that in times of emergency, they've already said that they've got calmatives, mixtures of, of Prozac and Valium, which are aerosolized, which they can spray over entire cities if they want to. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if they've added some of this stuff to, to the, this existing metallic spray, whether they're using it in conjunction with the HARP technology. Yes. Yeah, I, I think they have. I, I think it's a, it's a chemical cocktail that's uh, 
<laughs> beyond belief. It is beyond belief. Um, people are getting very sick, as you say. There are times when, when all, everyone who contacts me is across the U.S., Canada, and so on, under heavy spraying, they're all tired and lethargic. That is common. Uh, other times they're all coughing. They all have the irritants, so it depends on the type of mix they're using that day. Uh, but, yeah, it's... I mean, I could, I could run websites just on the photographs I get sent in all the time and the ones I could take here, uh, but I, I don't have the time even to do that with, with all that's going on. But, yeah, lots of people are suffering with the spraying, and they will not mention it. As said before, the Member of Parliament for Sudbury, Ontario, went to the Ottawa on behalf of Don Scott, who has talked about it uh, on the radio. And uh, the, the, the Department of Defense said they do not have to disclose any information on, on spraying to, to, to a member of parliament or any member of the public. In other words, they've got carte blanche silence from some higher authority to say nothing about it. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I, I've had uh, the, the, uh, well, the opportunity, but I, I've actually traveled quite a bit around the western U.S. and, and once or, or twice to South America in the last year. And... Uh, the spraying is, is just about as heavy everywhere. I know. I, know. I don't know how they do it. But, yeah. uh, it's heavily organized, planned probably in the 60s. We'll be back with more after this break. Into the wild? Yes. Uh, 
incredible movie, you know, and the premise is just incredible about, you know, a guy wanting to escape his indoctrination, earning his money, you know, wipe away everything. But, you know, I, I saw it a couple of weeks ago, and the more I thought about it, the more I see that it, it, it's, it's a mockery. Yes. It's a mockery of those that want to get out of the system. You know, in the very beginning, they show a picture of the, of the, the, the Masonic, Masonic Temple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then immediately following was the initi- initiation, oh, the graduation ceremony. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then all through it, uh, you know, I don't know if you, if, you, if you saw, you know, where he buries his treasure yep. underneath the overpass. Mm-hmm. He's got all of the nature to go bury his little treasure, and he goes below the overpass, as above, so below. Yep. You know, and then well, I just I wrote some notes I didn't forget, but no. By the the, the, the new book is called Bridge to Light. They love bridges. That's where they. Oh yeah, bridges to light. Under that, yeah. And then remember his father. He he worked for NASA. Yeah. Canaveral, yes. who high priesthood, as you pointed out. Mm-hmm. And and then and then he several times he sat on the top of the mountain, sat on yes. top of the pyramid, looking for the light. That's right, the fool on the hill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? I mean, do you know what the significance of the bear was at the end? Uh, the bear is, is part of like the great bear. Um, you also, it's also called Arcturus, which is Arthur. It's like King Arthur with his round table. It goes round and round in a circle. That that constellation. You see. Yeah. By chance, did you get my uh, envelope? In the last couple of weeks? I, I don't really know yet. Uh, I, I can't look it for it now. <laughs> okay, no, no problem. Hey, thank you very much, Alan. You have a good evening. Yep, and thanks for calling. Thank you. Well, remember, folks, you can donate to me on my website or buy my books that I write and so on. And keep me going. But from a very snowy Great White North and interior Canada, from Hamish myself, it's good night. I mean, your God or your gods go with you.